developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Sixty-five days ago, two good friends sat down, barbecued some meat, drank some beers, and recorded a conversation about Minute, Flinthook, Celeste, Owlboy, Stardew Valley, and many more small games. Three hundred and sixty-five days later, Andrew Levins and Jonathan Valenzuela are back to celebrate the first anniversary of all the small games, the most popular podcast in the world. Yes. We've done it. <laughs> we finally made it, guys. We we clambered to the top of this pyramid. Um, thank you to our hundred of listeners <laughs> <laughs> for helping us get this far. Legitimately, though. Thank you to you guys. Um, and uh, we're back for another uh, long discussion about uh, the indie games that we've been playing over the last month and a bit. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, it's my fault that we didn't put a March episode out. Um, one. That's, we're adults. It's fine. I was like, it's tradition. Yeah. We've done it once. If we yeah. do it twice, yeah. it'll be tradition. Yeah. you got to come over to my house, watch me prepare food for a while, then we sit down and talk about indie games. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like last year, um, I'm having a, a birthday uh, barbecue tomorrow. The the barbecue is for the birthday of this podcast. That's right. It's yeah. the, all, the, all the small games, all the big meats. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we've got some... Last year it was pork. This year it's lamb. Oh, and it smells so good, you guys. I've... Uh, I've, I've so I smoked some lamb shoulders uh, for a few hours on my Weber and I took them off and then I um, made like a uh, 
kind of like a stock sauce thing of yeah. uh, of like dried Mexican chilies and spices um, and stock, and then uh, now that they're, they're simmering away in that, so they'll like be very tender. Oh, ma- so. many hours from now. Indeed, I'm I'm looking forward to returning to your house in a couple in, hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about half a day. <laughs> what we should do is make sure we play. Drunken co-op games. Indeed. While everyone else is here and it, just ignore the rest of the look, party. Last last time I was here, I was like, can I go play Minute? And you were like, no. <laughs> we must play that together. Yeah. Or I must finish that by myself without you here. Yeah. Which is what happened. Have you ever finished that game since? I have, yeah. 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 Good, good game. Yeah, great. But that's really, a game that came out. Really holds up. We've already talked about that game. Twice even. Yeah. Uh, this episode is all about the games that we played in the last month. Yep. Month, um, and a, month and a bit. And I got to confess to you that I've not played many games. Well, that's fine because I've played a ton. Yeah. Your, yeah. your list is very long. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I read 600, 600 chapters uh, since March the 5th till April the 5th of, of uh, a, a manga, manga called uh, One Piece. Sure. Um, sure. I'm now completely up to date. I've read 938 chapters in total since Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, How often does it come out? I've also platinumed the game <laughs> that came out on PS4 is it a, less is than it, a month ago. Is it a small game? No. Medium? It's a Bandai Namco published game. I don't think it's Open giant. world. Huh? It's like 30-something hours. All right. That's 40-something th- hours because I platinumed th- it. I'm going to throw a double A on that. It was like... It's I actually not highly blo- recommend it's it. It's not blockbuster. It's like, it's like a low-budget Ubisoft... like triple a game okay yeah like it does all of those things just like on a much smaller scale sure i I don't think like it got really bad reviews i think it's a really good game it's called like one piece world seeker a lot of that has to do with the fact that i'm just a massive fan of the source material like i don't know if i would recommend it to anyone that wasn't Um, i was gonna ask but um i got really hooked by the mechanics it reminded me a lot of like breath of the wild in parts and also um uh, middle gear solid 5 but just on a much smaller scale sure um, which I appreciate it. Cool. In a way, it is a small game. Indeed. Uh, give it, give it a shot, especially if you're a One Piece fan. Um, but uh, I have played some games, um, and uh, you've played a lot. But we've both played one game. Um, I should say that the uh, the song, uh, the, the suitably e- e- epic song that we started this episode with, um, is uh, from a game called Overwhelm. Nice. Yeah. Let's imagine Which that is... building over my incredible intro. Indeed. <laughs> um. uh, Overwhelm is a uh, is a game that's been made by one dude that we were talking. Actually, we talked about it in like one of the first episodes of all the small games. Yeah, games. I think you. But it yeah, came out today on Switch. You had it on Mac way back in the day. Yeah, a, r- a rare Mac play for you. Um, you know what? Whatever. Fuck. Let's talk about this one first, then we'll talk about the, sure. the other one. Um, so yeah, the first game we're talking about is Overwhelm. Uh, of course, we opened this, this the show with a song called "We Send a Night," which is uh, the opening track. This game was uh, made entirely by one dude, Rory O'Sullivan. And the publisher is a publisher called Untitled Publisher. Um, it's out on Switch as of today. Excellent. Um, when I got it on, on Mac, this is like a dungeon crawler game that I think like is quite similar in tone to Hyper Light Drifter in a way. And that it's like this like kind of like creepy, mystery, mysterious kind of like zone where everything's trying to kill you and it's not... It's non-linear. You can kind of go yeah, wherever you want. Yeah. Um, to, to be, but, but it is a shooter. It's, it's, a, it's 2D platformer. Yeah. Twin stick... Run around, shoot, yeah. Um, and so when it was on Mac, it was, uh, yeah, you aim with the um, trackpad. Yeah. Um, and Oof. I was like, this is fun, but I wish it was on a uh, Switch with two with twin sticks. And sure enough, that's what they've done. Um, I assume it's going to be coming to other consoles like a, like soon. a year down the track? Uh, it came out in June last year on, uh, on Mac. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On Steam. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, basically, like you, you it, it, it should be a, a quite a small game, mm-hmm. but because it's such a hard game, uh, oh, I'm going to be playing out. this for hours and hours. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, the aim of the game is to collect five gems from within this uh, 
uh, hive mm-hmm. that you jump down into, um, and uh, you're aimed with a, a gun, um, which can shoot long range. You can also punch, and uh, if you hit the jump button twice, you do like a, an uppercut. Yeah, um, that can take up enemies that way. Um, but yeah, it's a it's it's a tremendously difficult game. You can. Uh, decrease the difficulty like you can decrease the difficulty but it's not actually like making it easier what you is doing it's it's uh increasing your reflex time which means it's just slowing the game down oh nice so you you move quickly but your enemies do not interesting so if you do have trouble with it you can make it very slow and it's got that cool little mechanic having just played a little bit before we started recording where with you you have what three lives yep and each time you lose a life a sort of vignette comes on the screen like cutting off some of your view of the 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 surrounding yeah, the, the screen gets smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, on your last life, there's just this ear, ear-piercing kind of screeching noise. Yeah. That, like, you know, it, it is a very, very intense game. It's, yeah, and that just ratchets the intensity right up. But I'm going to be talking about a few games that I found quite difficult this month. And Overwhelm was a game that I find difficult that I that, that I, I suck at at first, but I just force myself to get better at. Sure. Um, I, get a, I love these kind of games. You basically got to um, search through this awful hive um, mm. and look for bosses. Um, there's five bosses, each of them guarding a gem. Yep. Um, and once you kill the boss, you can then warp to their area if you die again. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, you know, get a game over, you can warp to the area that you killed the boss Which in. Which is handy. Very handy um, yeah. for uh, getting around the hive. Um, I think, though, in order to finish the game, you have to kill all five of the bosses, get all five of the gems, return them to the middle of the hive, without dying right Oof. which is at, the, at this point seems quite out of reach but i'm enjoying my time with it sure. it's definitely a game that i'm, I'm gonna never delete off my switch because it's gonna be a fun one to have a crack at um it's it's you know it's just fun but also intense uh it's perfect for handheld yeah uh, and you know it's it's, it's a lot of red yeah <laughs> a lot of black very, white and red very but, limited color palette but, but it really works with it. yeah definitely yeah. i highly recommend uh overwhelm by rory o'sullivan probably quite cheap on steam now but it was 13 dollars australian on switch that's cheap as chips it's a good one yeah. i mean that's a super expensive chips if you're buying 13 dollars <laughs> chips truffle salt um <laughs> i bought actually i've i've spent a good 27 dollars on chips for this party tomorrow oh hell yeah Quite different different colored corn chips nice got some white corns got some yellow corns a blue corn you know, corn chips my probably my favorite food i'm trying to think if you can make a flag out of that like probably a nordic flag yeah anyway. <laughs> So yeah, cool. Overwhelm, um, thirteen bucks. Switch by now. Yes, guys. definitely. Um, shall we? Shall we move on to the big one? Yeah, I mean, actually, I'm glad we started with Overwhelm because normally we, I feel like we start at least half yeah of our episodes with a, a Devolver Digital game. Sure. And that is what this next game is. Um, it was a game that uh, I think is my first like truly great game of uh, like must play game of 2019, oh, hand, hands down. And it's called Ape Out. Ape Out. Uh, this is actually, I was thinking about it over the last couple of days, and I feel like this is the kind of game that, because I think our third or fourth episode was top 10 games for Switch. That's right. And I feel like this is now, this is going to knock yeah, something off that. You're like, right. I don't want to revisit that because I don't want to kill something I love. But we, yeah. won't, we won't do it, but we, we should revisit it at some point. But I think this is like, if you own... If you own a Switch or PC, I think it's out on PC as well. Yeah, that's right. All the games are pretty much PC and Switch. Steam, um, you have to buy this game. You you have to own Ape Out. It's so good. Yeah. I have heard a few people criticize it just because the mishmash of ideas doesn't make sense. Really? These are people that some might describe as overly critical of everything. Indeed. 
Um, I need names, Levens. I need, <laughs> I need addresses. They're, 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 they're a sister podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's Ape Out is... The, the premise of the game is very simple. You are an ape who is tasked with escaping from a variety of situations. It is top-down. Um, you run around. You one, one of the triggers grabs people. The other trigger throws them. So as you're running around, you come across patrolling guards who have like there are different weapons. Different and... weapons. There are a variety. Some have a one-shot rifle. Some have a shotgun. Um, some have a machine gun, flamethrower, rocket launcher, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, for me, the sheer beauty of this game is every time you die, the level you're playing is procedurally generated anew. So you don't, you can't learn the level it's pure instinctual gameplay it's pure twitch you just have to react in the moment to whatever's happening yeah which is a different um point to overwhelm overwhelm the levels are always the same but the enemy placement is procedurally generated okay each time that's cool so there is a level of like yeah thinking of your toes on your toes for overwhelm um and it's interesting because like it's sort of realizing that really evolved the way i played particularly in like the we're not even getting like. I'll finish this thought first. Start three more because because it's my of, birthday because it's procedurally generated. Initially, when I started, I was like, "I'm this giant ape. I can kill anything in my path, so I'm going to go out of my way to like kill anyone I come across." Hell yeah! Because when you when you do kill people by like you throw them against walls and they literally just burst. Yeah, and so, not, not only that, but the soundtrack is um, it's like a reactive. Uh, jazz format yeah. basically as soon as you start killing people jazz drums start playing and yeah. every every time you 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 know destroy someone it's a crash yeah it's, a, then, it's then a, a cymbal hit the drums um, build from there so initially i was like i'm i'm big i'm strong i'm gonna take out everyone but as i played the game more and started to understand how the mechanic works i was like um oh no just run just keep ru- like if almost if you can avoid confrontation in this game, <laughs> yep. do it because confrontation slows you down, and you need to like when the levels start getting really big and really long. That's when it's like don't waste time. If you can avoid a fight, avoid a fight. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. But yeah, the as you were talking about the soundtrack, like the you know it's si- it's not silent, but it's just sort of ambient noise until you kill your first person. Then the drums kick off. But the great thing is. It's still like on top of deaths causing symbol crashes. It it adheres to sort of the 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 sort of intensity of your gameplay. So like when you're killing heaps of dudes, those drums are going nuts. But after like when you get a pause from combat, the drums calm down and calm down and calm down until if you haven't killed anyone in a while, it's just this barely maintained kind of beat that ramps right back up the moment you kill someone. Yep. Like, just sound design is incredible. The art style is incredible. It, it's been drawing a lot of comparisons to, like, Saul Bass, who I think... Did a lot of Hitchcock posters. Yeah, Hitchcock posters. A lot of uh, film posters of that era. A lot of people talk about, like, I guess one of the big modern reference points for Saul Bass would be, like, the Mad Men opening titles. Right. Uh, that kind of design. Um, just, yeah, I, I played it, and the more I played it, the more I fell in love and was just in awe of this incredible feat of game design that was three people. 
Yes, yeah, so it was designed, uh, developed by uh, Bennett Foddy. The main, I guess the main developer is Gabe Cazillo. Yeah, he's, he's the guy who came up with it all. Um, Bennett Hoddy did art, and then the other guy did the did music. Help Ma- with Matt music. Bock. Matt, Matt. So Matt Bock's background is um, working on like um, rock band games. Yeah. Um, um, and, and Bennett Foddy is a the, former... Dude from Cut Coffee. Keyboardist from Cup Coffee. The Mel- Cut Coffee. Melbourne Electro Clash band, Electro Rock band, Cut and, Coffee. But he, he also yeah, de- developed and pr- self-published that game, Getting Over It with Bennett, which Bennett is, Foddy. Which is a very interesting game. But Polarizing. But frustratingly hard. It's like you are a dude in a pot with a ladle and you have to move the ladle. Oh, not, a, not a ladle, it's a sledgehammer. It's a, of course it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you need to navigate this very difficult terrain by just swinging this hammer around to move yourself. And all the while, Bennett, what's it, Bennett Hoddy? Bennett Foddy. Foddy. Um, is sort of ruminating on the nature of game design and difficulty in games and that kind of thing. So it's not necessarily a fantastic game, but it's a very interesting gaming experience. Yeah, I've not played it, but I have. It's like one of the few games that I've watched multiple streamers play because yeah. it is a no, and like people just get so frustrated playing that. Oh, game. Oh yeah, Donkey's Donkey's video of it is quite hilarious. Yeah. it's just him getting shitty about it the entire just time, cursing out the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ape Out is wow. Just- yeah, and, and like so at at at. at the first set of levels, like it, it's, it's all presented like a like a series of tapes. Yeah. Or, uh, Sorry, LPs. Uh, yeah, LPs. Um, so side A is the the first set of levels. Um, sorry, disc one. Disc or, or, yeah. LP one, whatever. LP one side A. Um, yeah, it's split into two sides, um, and uh, the, each each level is a different track. Um, so yeah. it is quite generous with checkpoints, and a lot of those checkpoints you'll see like, oh my god, and just make a frantic dash to it. And yeah. Hope that you make it before someone shoots you. You get uh, hits three, three. You can take three hits before dying. Yeah, three hits. Except explosives will wipe you out. And oh, won't go. fucking yeah. no! Yeah, it sucks so much. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I love the like the first the first LP is you as an ape escaping a scientific laboratory. Yeah. Um, and then the next one is you escaping, like you're on the top floor of a building. Yeah, God, you've got to get down to was, a bottom floor. That was genius level design. And the checkpoints don't, like it's not for each floor. It's like every three floors, yeah. every two, every four. Yeah. It depends, like, you know, and the floors aren't are, are very different. Like, you know, that you've got to go through mezzanines and like different, yeah. like, yeah, oh man. You've got to cross over. You have to cross over a sky bridge at one point And before that, there are laser sights and people are sniping at you. And then when you get over to the other side, you get to actually attack the snipers and take them yep. on. I just, you, you remind me with that three hits thing. Um, the way they, the way they kind of um, communicate your health level to you is another fantastic bit of game design, which is after you take a hit, you start bleeding and leaving That's a right. blood trail and you can kind of guess how many times you've been hit by how thick your blood trail is. So your first hit, it's just light spatters on the ground, but by your third hit, you're seriously bleeding and leaving, like, you know, quite the number of blood spatters behind you. And when I first kind of twigged to that, I was like, oh, shit, that's really clever. God damn it. Um, So I I described Overwhelm as, like, a very tense game. This is maybe the most I've ever sweat playing a game. Oh, I... 
every second every second time I'd restart a new game, I'd have to stop and wipe my hands off and like wipe the thumbstick off because I was just so my hands were cramping from playing this on Switch in like handheld mode. It was an intense physical experience. It, I, it's it's so brilliant. It's so unique and cool. And I just this is absolutely a game that everyone who listens to this podcast should should one hundred percent pick up. Yeah. Without, um, without question, one of the one of the coolest games, like and, and a game that like, I I had hyped up in my in my head in the mm. lead up to it. I was really excited for this to come out and it delivered, and then some. Yeah, I mean, even like you watch, I, I watched the trailers in the lead up and was like, this looks fantastic. I'm I'm curious, how big is this going to go? What's going to happen? Yeah, like how much can they do with yeah. this kind of setup a game? And and it is the way they divvy it up. Like I don't want to spoil beyond um, disc two, but you know, like yeah, like I said, the first one is you escaping a science lab. Second is you going from the top of a, of a building to the bottom, and then they get more creative by there. And yeah. the, the final track, yeah, the, your final escape, the sort, of, the sort of bonus one that's unlocked at the end, or the final disc, the final like like you know the the final track of the final disc. Okay. Um, Oh yeah, right, right, right. Your, yeah, your yeah. big escape that that was such a satisfying last little run. Mm. I mean, everyone that's played it that far will know what I'm talking about. But as I when I first played it, I, I, I was just like everyone else that I knew was playing it. I'm like, keep at it, keep at it. You've got to get to this last bit. It's so goddamn good. I want to talk to someone about it. Um, I'm just thinking of details like the subtle difference in the drumming between each of the discs. Mm. Like it lines up with the kind of theme of the level you're going through. Yeah, I, like I was the skyscraper one is a bit more. There's almost more construction noises to the drum beat and that kind of thing. Like, just oh man, music's probably more important to ape out than it is overwhelm. But I, I actually struggle to think of a song because it's, it's so reactive. Like I didn't like. Yeah. There are songs that are separate from the, your gameplay, like the credit song or whatever. Yeah. But oh, it's that's, it's, all, it's it's all about the in-game music. And, yeah, and that's music you have to experience and kind of you know almost make yourself it, yeah, indeed, by playing the game. You are a creator in this game, aping this out entry. as it were. Oh, true. Um, yes, this is we've we've said it minutes ago. We'll say it again. Buy this game. Yeah, I would give this like if I was having to give it a score, I'd give it five out of five. Like oh. I just think you know it's not. There's such a thing as a perfect game, but this, for me, like everything that I wanted it to do, it did. Yeah. And um, it just kept me so hooked and was so creative in how it switched up the small things that it was that it was doing throughout my, the experience. It doesn't overstay its welcome enough. Uh, sorry, it doesn't overstay its welcome at all. And if you do want to have a longer game experience, you can play on hard mode. Mm. Um, I've played through the first so, so side A of disc one on hard. Right. And all, all it is is just like way more enemies. Okay. Uh, and it's 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 fun, but like you know, it's very frantic and hectic. Sure. And I'm sure as as the more more difficult enemies with uh, more powerful weapons are introduced later on the levels, it would just get impossible. Yeah, uh, this definitely at this point. I mean, you know, I can't tell the future, but at this point in time, it has a spot on my game of the year list. It's my favorite game of the year so far. So far, yeah. Followed I mean, by the One Piece game. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. That's 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 an experience that we. That's one of the games that we both shared this month. Shall we do the other one? Um, why don't you talk about, tell me about a game that you played that I didn't? All right. Let me, let me take a look at a list, see what we've got Because I know here. there's a bunch of them. Um, yeah, that is true. I have been a busy boy. Uh, well, look, I'll, I'll talk about the one that I'm playing currently. And this is, um, I think, in previous episodes, I can't remember which ones, but uh, we've spoken about games that we really want to play. And the other day, I've been feeling a bit uninspired by the eShop lately. So it's a mess. I, yeah. I went and took a look at the sale section. 
and noticed that Night in the Woods was for sale. And Night in the Woods is a game that came out a while ago, like 2016. Let me pause you for one second. Sure. John, I am listening. Yeah. I'm just going to run and get some ice for my whiskey. That's totally fine. Because I just poured myself a big whiskey. Yeah. And there's no ice in it. Oh, man. And it's a strong whiskey. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I, hit the, I hit the sale section of the shop and noticed that Night in the Woods was for sale. And there's a game that oh, I'm just literally talking to an empty chair. This is real rough, but I'll push through. Um, it's a game that I've, I've long kind of wanted to play. Um, it definitely seemed up my alley. I I don't know why it took me so long to to succumb to it. Maybe it was the sale that pushed me into it. But um, uh, so yeah, I snapped it up, and that's the fu- the funny thing is I kind of went into this weird malaise where I was just like, okay, I've bought it, and then I just didn't play it for like a week after I bought it. Like I had, you know, I also bought. Darkest Dungeon in that sale and dived into that one. All classics. Yeah, dived into that one to begin with. Very different games. Incredibly different games. Um, And then literally like yesterday, Yeah, you you were like, oh, you know, here's my list of games that I played this month. I'm going to try and give Night in the Woods a crack and see if I like it. Yeah. And I've I've not played this game, but I've heard so many people talk about it, and it sounds like a John Valenzuela-ass game. That's the thing. I felt like when I started playing it last night, about 20 minutes in, I was like, fuck, I'm a dumbass. I should have played this so long ago. What's wrong with me? I think I read an article, like one of those snide video game articles, where they're like, oh, the protagonist is kind of a dick. That's appealing. But it's but no, it it makes sense in the context of the story. Like it's a story about a teen, like a late teenage young adult person finding out what their life is. And when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty, you're a fucking dick. That's just how things work. Like so, it it makes perfect sense in terms of the thing. But um, describe me at this age, because you met me at, at, in my early twenties. Oh, 20s. complete fucking dick. But, you, <laughs> but hold on, hold on, Levins. The important thing to remember here is I was a complete fucking dick as well. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Right now we're we're drinking whiskeys. Sure. Um, We've t- come a long way, baby. T- tell me about um, a certain experience uh, when I drank too much whiskey and you dr- then drove me home. Oh, you buffed out the window of my car all over your arm as well, and I pulled into a service station and used a squeegee to clean off both my car and your arm. <laughs> Look, man, you do the job with the tools you're given, okay? <laughs> There was not a full wipe-down station at that petrol station. I had to make use of what I had. Uh, and you got home clean. I Thank did. you very Squid, much. Squidgy fresh. Big shout-out to uh, Richard and Lawrence Pike from Pivot and the whiskey you drank while playing Mario Kart at their place. Not a small game. Not a small game. <laughs> um, not, a, not a small vomit either. No. Um, uh, yeah, so Night in the Woods, for those who are not familiar, for those who are um, idiots like I was three days ago... Um, <laughs> Is a, is a it's a game about a young um, young woman May Borowski. Um, all the all the characters in this game are animals, by the way. So she's a cat um, coming home from just after dropping out of university uh, and essentially trying to navigate her hometown that she's been away from for a while. And not only is there the things that have changed in the time of the way time she's been away, but also all the baggage that she left behind. So I'm I'm maybe like two three hours into the game, and it's already like through dialogue, it's hinted at like my character put a guy in hospital in high school, but I don't know why. There's something mysterious in happening in the town. At one point, you come across like a severed arm on the pavement. 
um, and your aunt, who is a police officer, keeps acting odd around you kind of thing. Um, one of your best friends from back in the day, this uh, alligator called B, is now very cold towards you and you're sort of trying to figure out what happened. And from what I can tell, it's because you managed to escape the town and go to university while she's been stuck in this town the whole time. It's all like, all of this is done through, it, it reminds me a lot of Wandersong. Oh, yep. Just in like 2D, 2D with very sort of minimal platforming. It's mainly about running around, talking to people. Learning a story. Learning a story, essentially. And it's told in such a charming way. The dialogue is really naturally written. Um, very amusing at times. It's peppered with like little mini games. There's a bass playing mini game. Uh, once you get your laptop repaired, there is a kind of top down dungeon crawling sort of game called demon tower like there are all these like little sort of secrets peppered in um and it's the sort of game where like it it runs on like a day day day-to-day cycle so each each kind of day ends with you going to bed and then waking up in the morning and each morning you kind of like through through dialogue either with self or someone else you'll lay out like oh today i need to go talk to this person or i need to go to band practice or i need to go do this but there are so many other people in the town that you can just wander around and have a conversation with that more often than not, my objective for the day is the absolute last thing I'll do to make sure that I've gone through and actually like, you know, there's an, there's an old lady sitting in a cafe in a subway that is telling you about your grandfather, but she only tells you a little bit of the story at the time and you need to, you need to come back kind of every second day she'll be there to find out more about your grandfather kind of thing. Right. Like cool little things like that. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's a, there's an Australian connection, um, company called secret labs helped build the dialogue engine and are currently porting it to mobile, Oh, cool! which is rad. Apparently it's coming out on mobile sometime this year. I think it'll work really well as a mobile game. Um, uh, and a couple of other companies, I think infinite something, this is where it would be useful to have this up on. Um, Infinite Fall, a uh, game studio founded, uh, d- founded by designer Alec Holoka and animator illustrator Scott Benson, um, and published by Finji. Um, and Finji is. No, no, I know that name. Yeah, it's the publishers of Tunic. Oh, yeah, that's so right. a really fun thing, yeah. a fun little isometric game. Upcoming um, Xbox title. Upcoming Xbox title, and. Possibly o- Switch now. Oh, hopefully. Oh yeah, because of um, pos- potential potential uh, game pass canoodling. Yeah, which I'm all for. Like, Fucking there's, oath, of course. there's so many games on Game Pass that I'd love to play on my Switch, um, and also their Overland, which is um, uh, like a sort of turn-based isometric apocalypse survival game. Um, That's which right. looks looks really cool. Uh, those who watched the um, Apple Arcade announcement, it was actually announced as a as a phone exclusive right. through that. Um, quick aside, really looking forward to Apple Arcade. Like, there yeah, some, me too, there man. Some, there are some great developers on there, some great titles, and fuck it, I'll pay however much it is a month to do it. It's well, it goes back to what you were saying about like um, how difficult the um, Nintendo eShop is to navigate. Sometimes sure. it's just like there's such an overwhelming amount of bullshit on there, and a lot of that bullshit is phone games that are ported across. Totally, but how good? Like, I like the idea of paying for a curated. Like, oh, we God, guarantee yes. a lot of thought of guys gone into these games, and they're not just ones that either want you to fucking you know give you give them a dollar to jump yeah. every time you you want your character to jump. Because it's or, sort of, I, I wouldn't say pioneered, but humble bundle 
did it first because they have a monthly a game subscription mm. service where each month you get like five games for 12 bucks and that is really kind of well chosen like well thought out well chosen selections sort of thing it's exactly what definitely what the apple game store needs yeah but i love that they're also like they've put a lot of money into funding new games oh hell yeah new that's, games. That's, that's the most exciting part of this so yeah yeah um, i also like yeah I, I mean as someone that uses apple music uh, every friday i look forward to getting my um my playlist of new music that apple thinks i'll like yeah um and i like the idea of them kind of going well you know you you spent nine hours playing this 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 game you probably will enjoy this game off the back sure. of that um yeah definitely the genius stuff so yeah night in the woods um i'm i'm loving it i really am it's it reminds me in terms of dialogue a lot of oxen free like they've just really written these these sort of teenage young adult characters very well it's mm-hmm. not condescending or it doesn't feel cliche it all feels very real and very natural um and i'm very interested i'm interested to see what it's building up to yeah yeah fantastic what do you, what do you got buddy um, should we talk about Baba Is You? Yeah, let's chat about that. So Baba Is You is a puzzle game that came out um, at the start of March, oh. middle mid-March, mm. um, the 13th of March. My mum's birthday. Happy birthday, Jules. You'll never listen to any of my podcasts, and that's probably a good thing. Thank goodness. Um, Dad might listen, though. What's up, Dad? Happy birthday in advance for October. Shout out to Chris. Um, developed by Hempuli Oi um, and uh, designed by Avi Teikari. This is uh, published by Hempuli Oi. Um, and uh, it's a puzzle game. That's just that's one guy. That's not a company that's name, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a Finnish indie developer. Oh, wait, no, it was created by Avi Teikari. Te- he's, mm-hmm. he's a Finnish dude. Let's look up with Hempuli uh, Oi. Um, oh, right. So that that is actually Avi's like name. So right. Hempuli is like his nickname or whatever. His company name. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So it is, it's another one man game, I guess. Um, and uh, this game reminds me a lot of like coding experiences definitely um so baba is you baba is the main character that you play as um he is like this little kind of blob on legs sort of yeah possible little animal um and yeah. uh there are basically like, yeah there, there there are multiple things on the screen when you start a new kind of one screen level of on mm. baba is you um and there are rules to each level and the rules will be like baba is you rock is push um door is shut you know, fire is burn. Wall is stop, that kind of thing. And you can move your little character around. Because um, the rules the rules are actual objects within the level. So you can manipulate the rules by pushing them around. That's right. Um, and so you can say like, um, rock is win and then go touch the rock. And, and you win. then you've, you've beaten, beaten the level. Yeah. Um, but there are... So like yeah, the first like 20 levels you play on this game are just like eyes open wonder like there was this like weird game that i we used to play on the the pcs at my primary school so we're talking like very early 90s pc educational pc games and it was called like like pog or something like that and it was it was this red blob and you told him to do stuff right and if you were like pog can whistle and he would whistle okay can jump Blob. I don't know what the fuck his name was. It probably wasn't Pog. Sure. Um, but he was like this red circle with arms and legs. So it doesn't look too dissimilar to what Bubba looks like. Sure. Um, and I remember like, yeah, like it would be such an incredible, like, oh my God. Like um, the, like yesterday, Alex told Pog to like, I don't know, curtsy. And he did. How crazy <laughs> is that? How did, how did Alex even know how to spell curtsy? Yeah. You know, but this is the kind of game that like, imagine if Bubba is you was in, 
primary schools. I I mean, its difficulty curve is insanely. Okay. Imagine if those first it's crazy steep. Sure, yeah. but yeah, no, I I like it is. That's the thing. After the third level, I was like, "Oh wait, this is a coding game. This is yeah. just—it's all about manipulation of rules." And yeah, I, I played—we played, I played the first twenty levels with my wife Bianca, who is a um, is, is a primary school teacher, and um, yeah, like she loved it. And then um, we, as soon as we got stumped on once, she was like, "Okay, good night." Yeah, <laughs> and then left me for a while. And I think I got like thirty-ish, forty-ish levels in, and I started hitting stumps for like a bit bit quite earlier and earlier like and then kind of it just became like a trial and error game yeah that's like because within within each level particularly the further you get there starts to be more and more limited options for how you um manipulate the rules yeah and that was like that's my problem with like some point and click adventure games where it just becomes like you have to just literally combine everything in your inventory with everything else in your inventory and like you know oh of course i should have put the um, yeah. Fishbowl in the microwave. Yeah. You know that's how you solve this fire puzzle. Sure. Um, which is which is honestly that's that's a fault in game design because something like a point and click adventure it should be able to lead you to potential solutions through dialogue and and environmental clues. Definitely. And I think that's one of the difficulties with Barbara is you is there is none of that. It's pure like you're either it's logic or you're trying to brute force it through repetition. Yeah, but when you when you do try, like when you literally just you solve the level by pushing Baba is to every potential thing yeah. that Baba could be, or you know, rock could be, or whatever, yeah. and then you go like you finally just push it to something that your brain would never have kind of sure. come to logically. It doesn't feel like trial and error is definitely something that I appreciate in like a platformer or a shoot 'em up game where it's like you know, you just you you keep playing until you memorize where every enemy is in the level and, and you beat them. Yeah. That's satisfying. Yeah. I didn't find it's, it's eventual wins in Bubba is you potentially particularly satisfying. Yeah, it's not it's not the same kind of because there's still a level of skill to memorizing all the locations of an enemy and enemies in a level and running through. Yeah. There's that immediate feedback, but with this there's there's I I, I completely agree with with that point um but the easier levels were fucking awesome like so good yeah there's that there's that moment of like oh okay i i found like one difficulty i had is that i'd think up like i'd experiment a little bit and go like oh cool okay that's that's a solution that's you know the logic is sound kind of thing and i'm talking stuff like oh so if i say that rock is key then I should be able to push this rock into the door and the door will open because the rock is the key. Mm. And then I push the rock into the door and nothing happens. And I'm like, well, hold on. I'm playing by your rules. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. why doesn't this work? What's- it's a difficult position for the for the game to be in. Like, I remember that game Scribblenauts. Yeah. Which was like, you can, um, you know, you right. can conjure anything up in this world to solve problems. So, yeah. you know, it would be like, you know, to, to win the this level, you have to fly up to the, the top of the screen. Sure. And so you can make a helicopter, you can make a Pegasus, you mm. can, and like, you know, you got more points depending on how creative you were and what you summoned. Mm. And it's fun for like half an hour, but then suddenly it's just like, it's just too easy. Like, literally anything you, it's, yeah. you can solve every puzzle in moments. Yeah. Um, so you don't want it to be that easy. But then you also don't want it to be like this, like, headbang against the wall, try every possible option. 
I, difficulty. I wound up YouTubing some of the levels See, that but I was that's, really bashing my head against. That's why I stopped playing The Witness. Right, sure, sure, sure. Because um, you fall into that thing of just like, meh. I've the witness was like, I think the witness, I, 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 I stooped to that because the witness doesn't guide you. Um, or it doesn't strictly guide you to um, puzzles that you, your, your brain is ready for mm. um, in the early stages of the game, like before you learn all the rules of the game. And so I think I just ended up in an area that was way beyond. It was like, uh, it was, there were just some, some really, really tricky puzzles in that game. And I just... I got over it. Sure, sure. Um, I, I was like, oh, I maybe I should look this one up. And then I was like, what's the point of just looking up puzzles in a puzzle game? Mm. Um, yeah, I, that's probably why I have not played much more Barber as you after my first kind of initial rush. Um, I definitely will go back to it. Um, like, like I, I think it the the first like hour that I have with this game is an hour that I would recommend to everybody. Sure. Um, and there I'd are. Almost, I'd always say the the way you started off as with kind of a two heads is better than one approach. Yeah. I think yeah. that'd be a great way to approach Play like, it with someone else. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Um, and probably like, you know, when you do start getting stumped, it's, it's less frustrating when, oh, you know, when, when the other person is as stupid as you are. Oh, well, just someone to talk it out with, like a sounding board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, have, have your crisis of, of self with yeah. somebody else. It's very, visually, it's a very simplistic game. It's almost... I'd, I'd but it works. I don't think it could work with oh, better... It's, yeah. it's great for what it is. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than it is, but I'd almost compare it to, like, early Commodore 64 sort of things. Or like sure, yeah, definitely early agree. PC game kind of things. Um, and, and sound kind of to match. Very simple sounds. Not, like, not a soundtrack I'd write home about or anything like that. Yeah, pretty... You know, just fine. Pretty standard. I think it where, where it shines is, it, is its approach to... Um, puzzles but i think that's also it it icarus like flies too close to the puzzle sun and it's wax (laughs) puzzle wings melt and it falls into the puzzle sea that's beautiful man yeah man (laughs) extend that metaphor baby um cool uh yeah so that's baba is you yeah i I, it's it's worth trying like i mean especially if you're a puzzle game aficionado i'd almost i'd say cop it in a sale sure Yeah, yeah it's it's a perfect sale game if you see it for sale buy it John, tell me about a game that you played that I didn't. Because I just realized that I talked about the games that I loved already. And now I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. Um, well, actually, you'll probably be able to join in on this next one. Uh, I spent a bit of time over the last month with Oli Oli 2. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. I talked about Oli Oli uh, last week. It's a, uh, a skating game. Skating game. Uh, made by... Uh, cannot remember right now. Um, yeah, I'll look it up so we can remember together. Yes. Uh yeah, so I think... Um, Roll7. Roll7, that's right. Um, and published actually by Devolver. There the goats. Go. The fucking kings of indie. Yeah, welcome to all the Devolver games. I got a, with, I got a, uh, a, a code John. for their new weed game today. Really? Yeah. That's like, uh, that's that's PC only or like, as as in like... Steam only? Be, Steam only, yeah. That might, that might be a fun one to distract myself when I'm doing taxes and shit. Yeah. I did my taxes this. I did my Baz for this last quarter. That's an indie game, right? <laughs> is it harder or is it Baz is you? Um, I, don't, I, I can't work out if it's good to have a higher or lower score. Right. When you're doing your Baz. <laughs> anyway, Oli Oli, um, Oli Oli and Oli Oli 2 come as a package deal on the Switch called Oli Oli Switch Stance. I think we discussed a little bit last time. Yeah. So I, I had Oli Oli on my P on my laptop and it was good. I really I, I enjoyed Finish it. Finish that yeah on your penis. Oh uh, yes. Um it is the most powerful computer I own. 
uh, far superior to the Xbox, the Switch, or my laptop. No, I have. You actually took that bad joke good places. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, you really just now all I can think about is my penis. Great, um, me too. Cool. <laughs> Guys, we're pivoting this podcast. <laughs> um, All the small dicks. <laughs> I walked into that one. That's um, that's terrible. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, man! Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. After midnight. Um, uh, so yeah, I had Ollie Ollie on my PC on my laptop, and it was fun. But at the same, like, I kind of I played a little bit and sort of got over it after a while. But going in on Ollie Ollie two. They've took kind of it's almost like Oli Oli was a proof of concept and they just went, Cool, let's polish the shit out of this. And Oli Oli two is fucking awesome. Because the whole thing is like Hollywood. Like it's you yeah, you skating through kind of yeah. uh, pastiches and homages to yeah. different movies and Yeah. So the genres. first like the first level is you kind of skating to premieres of various films. The second one from memory is like a Western setting. <laughs> The third one is like Mayan temple kind of thing. So it's you sort of like acting as a stunt person essentially for these movies and skating the shit out of them. But they added all these things like manuals and all these like all these little extra bits that let you. St- Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. String together much higher combos. Because in the first one, it was literally like, you landed, cool, combo over. Now yeah. on to your next combo kind of thing. Whereas this is... Um, you land in a manual, you can jump into another trick and land in another manual, increasing your combo, and then you're grinding again, and then you're doing this, you're doing that, etc., etc. It just opened the game up so much more. I kind of, I would love a story mode in in these games. Yeah, I mean, it's... I'm so, like, all it takes is, is like... I never thought I'd hear that off you, Levens. <laughs> I want a story mode. But Levens, this is pure platforming. No, but I mean, it it is, but it's like you're just... You're going for high scores, which is never something that appeals to me. That well, much. it's various. Each with each one, there's various objectives, and yeah. it, like inevitably, one of the objectives is achieve this high score. Another one is achieve this level of like achieve this number combo and land 
perfectly. And then your other objectives fall into like collect these grind tokens. So you'll have to grind a specific way through the level or it's pull this trick or that kind of like very specific objectives. I kind of see what you're talking about. It'd be, it'd be like, especially since they've gone with this Hollywood theme, it would be really fun to have this story mode in, but I just like, it's, it's almost, it's got that same kind of what you were talking about previously, like learning a level by rote. So knowing like, okay, I got a jump coming up here. I need to land in a grind. I need to do this. I need to do that. You know, I kind of that's that's how I got as far into the game as I did by just building my knowledge of each level until it was sort of just muscle memory getting me through essentially. Um, I think I described it on the Twitter account as THPS if the P (laughs) stood for platformer. Yep. Like it is. I love the idea that they went. Can we make a skate game as a platformer? And I think with Ollie Ollie Two, they just it's it's the most perfect form of that. Um, if you like skate games, it is a must-cop. If you like platform games, definitely check it out. If you like neither of those things... But I wish it was kind of like... I would love to see them just continue. I'm not, I'm, this, isn't a, this is not me being critical of the game. It's just me saying, like, when you say, like, it's a skate platformer, it's not like... You're not doing levels. In what sense? You know, it's not like a Mario level where you skate through it, is it? No. No. no, but it is, it, it's side scrolling and you like, it's almost like it's an endless runner then. Yeah. Like you can only keep moving forward. I would love to see the devs do like a, pl- a pl- proper platforming game where you have a skateboard. Yeah. It'd be actually good, like, it'd be cool to do that if. Ollie Ollie the lost, the lost Levels. Yeah. Like you had sort of half pipes around that kind of thing that could move you back a different way, et cetera, et cetera. That would be very, very fairly interesting um but yeah it's i i enjoyed my time with ollie ollie too it's got a banging soundtrack yeah if i die before i wake yeah well, who are those guys OPM. opm that's right heaven is a half pipe yeah um put the, i'm gonna put it on my birthday yet, my birthday playlist the pope has yet to confirm this um <laughs> i'm really fingers crossed he will yeah this is the year yeah um, so a game that I was looking forward to a lot because I'm a massive Tetris fan is a puzzle game, a different kind of puzzle game, an arcade puzzle game. Not your granddaddy's puzzle game. Uh, Treasure Stack. I meant different from Bubba as you. you right. Know, but we're, you know, Bubba as you is a thinker. That's, that's my granddaddy's puzzle game. That's right. But uh, a game like my Tetris, Bubba, if you will, <laughs> is all all reflexes. Uh, yeah. Hand-eye coordination and reflexes. Uh, Treasure Stack is a game in which it's a it's a combination platformer puzzle game where you play someone who is, uh, like, basically you decide where a bunch of different colored blocks land and then you've got to jump on top of them and, uh, fuck, it's actually been a while since I played it. I'm like, how do you play this game again? It's almost tetris except you're controlling the blocks at the bottom of the level, it seems. Yeah, and then you have, like, a um, almost... Fuck, home. I should, it, <laughs> I Like, I was looking forward to this game. I play, like, a bit of it. Um, like, a couple... A few, maybe, like... All up, I played an hour. Sure, it is so fucking hard. Right, like I, I, this is but again. What, I, what makes it hard? What's navigating? Uh, I'm going to show you a little, a little, uh, 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 commentate. Okay, for uh, the listeners at home, imagine along with us. Imagine a man who's drunk a little bit too much whiskey. Oh boy! But with just the right amount of ice. Yeah. Um. So, all right, you play a dude who is kind of like deciding where to put all these different colored. 
treasure chests as they fall from the sky a la Tetris. And once you stack up like four in a row or whatever, they unlock and you and you get points up. Um, but you have to like move. It's it's so fucking hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to describe it in detail. It's so fucking hard. It's it's hard to describe. It's even harder to play. Is it okay? Is it difficult? Like looking looking at what I'm seeing now. Is it? Do you reach points where it's difficult for your character to navigate the kind of shape, the, all the blocks that you've created? Yeah, because like, do you ever wind yeah, up in right. like a well so or something? You have to get the the you have to get four of the same color in formation, right? But you get, it's it's closer closer to Puyo Puyo than sure. it is closer closer to Puyo Puyo. <laughs> uh, it's closer to Puyo Puyo than it is Tetris because um, two of like you know two two blocks two treasure checks coming out at the same time. One, they're different colors or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just you just get overwhelmed by it so quick. Sure. Um, and like from the get go, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. And I feel like that when I play Puyo Puyo, to be honest. So I think this is just a case of me never ever learning the mechanic properly. Okay. And uh, but that can be down to the game not explaining like. And I don't think yeah. Th- did it was it last episode that I bitched about tutorials for yeah. like three hours? Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should go and see how. Uh, how uh, you know handheldy the uh, the tutorial in this game is, but I so I, every match I played at this, I w- it would just be like everything falling on my head, and me just suddenly being fucked and going like fuck, how did that happen? Okay, I'll try again. And we're overwhelmed. The overwhelmed the game I played earlier at the start of the, the show. Sure, like overwhelm in that, in that game. I'll die. I'll be like fuck. I know what I did wrong. Yeah. I could go back and and not get hit by that enemy right. and try and get a little bit further. This I was just like I I don't know how to be better at this game. Right. Okay. It so it looks, so it the, had it so it has, graf- a, it has a tutorial and you just didn't play the tutorial or well, I did like like obviously yeah it was like this is how you play and right I just it didn't explain the nuance I, maybe of it, it explained really. it but I didn't I don't know it's, it it is just tricky and I, I've I haven't actually seen many positive reviews for this game in general maybe okay. it is just a tricky game to play sure it looks awesome the music's really fun. In theory, this should be a game that I love, but it is really tough and I can't work out how to be good at it. Sure. That's total, That's entirely fair. Um, I'm glad I gave it a shot. And if you were someone that has also given it a shot, like it, it looks like a really fun co- like um, four-player game too. Okay. Maybe it shines in party mode. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's the other, what, there's a Tetrisy game where you have to like stack up um, a tower of blocks. Um Oh, it's called like Tower Stack or some shit. Tower, Tower Fall. Fall. Tower Fall. Fall Ascension. No, no, that's no. the um one by the guy who made Celeste. That's the archery game. Yeah, wasn't Tower Fall just? Huh. I'll just search <laughs> through the two hundred games that I have in my Switch library, and I'm sure I'll find it I'll... within the next decade. I'll just vamp. Um, so games, guys. Uh, <laughs> the small ones, the better. God, there's a lot of games on here. Ah, oh, damn. I really got to play Full Metal Fury soon. That looks really cool. Okay. I really um, got Tricky a- Towers is the game. Tricky I was Towers. About. All right. We got it. When we do a co-op game, I feel like here's the thing: the reason that um, the co-op episode hasn't been happening is because uh, the only times we hang out for longer than two hours at a time are my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hectically trying to. Uh, yeah, you're, you're do prepping. enough food prep that I allow myself a few whiskeys. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't like to play many games. Yeah, that's true. Except last time when we played minute for a very we played minute for more than a minute. We did. Um, so yeah, this uh, this treasure stack. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I need a. It's the kind of game that I want to watch someone 
tell me on YouTube how to play it. Sure. And I think if anyone in the audience has played Treasure Stack and finds it to be great, get in contact with us, allthesmallgames at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter is at allthesmallgame, no S, and facebook.com slash allthesmallgames. With an S. We with, it, with an S. Yeah. Hit us up. Hit us up. Follow us. Talk to us. Tell us what you love about Treasure Stack. Now, it sounds like you're wrapping things up, but I feel like we've still got some games to no, talk about. No, I just, I just realized that, you know, normally we'd have thrown in a plug for our email, Facebook, and Twitter by this point. point. Yeah, at some point. This Get just seemed like a natural moment. Um, I'll, I'll jump up next. Um, Here it comes. I, I played and finished this game called Valley that I've sort of had my eye on on Steam for ages. God knows it's been in my Steam wish list forever. Uh, my my Steam wish list that like crystallized in 2015 and has not changed or been edited <laughs> been edited since. So now I just get emails from Steam every once in a while going one of your things on like one of your um uh, one of the games on your Steam wish list is available on sale and I'll go is it available on Switch though and it, I, I, I wish Nintendo did that though yeah because I I have like a wish list and I would love for them to let me know when it's cheaper so I'd actually buy it yeah. That's what a wish list actually is. It's like I kind of want this game, but yeah. not at that price. Tell, tell you me when it, Yeah, tell me when it's on sale. So Valley is one that would always pop up and pop up and pop up. And finally, I saw, oh shit, it's on Switch now. I'll give it a turn. I'll give it a try. So Valley is a first-person uh, exploration game mm-hmm. um, with almost like platformery elements. So the <laughs> the story of the game is ridiculous you are this university student who's spending a gap year gap year uh, university um you're spending your you're spending your gap year looking for like or your spring break or some some time away from university looking for this mythical artifact called the life seed which is apparently this source of enormous power and your, you know, your research has told you that it's located somewhere high up in the Rocky Mountains, and so the game kind of starts with you like, fuck, I'm trying to remember, like, you know, you you wash up on the shore after your canoe overturns on a rafting trip or something ridiculous like that. I could be botching the shit out of this, but it doesn't matter. Um, so you start to explore this this valley you've washed up in in. Um, you know, high up in the Rockies and this valley is full of a lot more kind of vegetation and life than, you know, somewhere that high in the mountains has any right to be. And as you explore, you un like you start to find all these sort of like leftover military outposts and through um environmental storytelling, which honestly I love environmental storytelling, by which I mean like finding notes that kind of give you hints of the story and little bits of plot and stuff like that and um, you find out that the the military knew about this life seed and came to kind of search for it and you get equipped with this thing called the leaf suit. Now what the leaf suit allows you to do is run really fast, jump really high and as you unlock more add-ons for it you get like a grappling hook that allows you to like swing and propel yourself and you can run on water and do it. It sounds like a great 2D platformer but I can't imagine it as a first person game. Yeah, it's it's Oh, one major thing it did is just make me wish that this other game called A Story About My Uncle, which I've talked about on previous episodes, <laughs> yeah. was on the Switch because it would be like Valley was fun to play. The like 
moving moving through these maps was always the most fun like in any game like that it's always fun to just kind of get up to speed and haul ass through these environments all the sort of storytelling stuff there's combat in it the combat's not great um but not terrible either uh the suit you have has the ability to both take life from living things and give life to living things right and every time you die and if you go in like you fall in water your suit is too heavy you drown kind of thing um you are immediately resurrected but your resurrection sucks the life out of your surrounding environment essentially so there's a little thing that shows you like how much life is available in your surrounding environment and after dying you really kind of like you sort of go like oh i'm just going to run around and bring some trees back to life essentially just to make sure that my next death will be fine um that's that's a cool mechanic it is it is like there are some very interesting mechanics in the game um overall though it just comes off a little like just ever so slightly bland like not terribly so but i my finishing the game was only the result of like oh i think i'm close to the end i'll finish this as opposed to like man i gotta finish this you know that kind of feeling um i wasn't drawn forward so much as i was pushing myself to be done um uh but the as i said the platforming bits are really good you you this the story builds up to the point where like there's an evil scientist involved and like a kind of you know um a more environmentally minded archaeologist who's opposing this evil scientist kind of thing um which was fun sounds riveting yeah fun to fun to find out the the bits and pieces about but at the end of the day and it ended kind of oddly abruptly which you know there could have been a little bit more meat at the end of the story but um overall if you if you like uh first person you know combat light exploration heavy games grab this baby on sale so you started it you finished it how many games does that mean you finished so far this year this is a fun thing i like to take like keep oh, count man. of throughout See, the year like i we've we've discussed this a number of times I, I i went down this path a few years ago and it it became a bad obsession for me <laughs> um uh, yeah, one year I was like, okay. hey, how many games does everyone finish each year? Here's how many I finished so far this year. And then John... At like, the end of the year, it was you like... You had like, yeah, it was like well over 100 games. No, no, no it was like 57 broken down well across. Well over 100. <laughs> um, it was 150. A baker's 100. It was, it was 157 games. Um, yeah, broken down across like Xbox, iOS and, and um, PC. But uh, look, I've definitely finished Valley. I finished. Um, what have I got? I got Ape Out. Ape Out, yep. I got... Um, One Piece. I saw it on my Twitter account because I did a Twitter thread and because it's my birthday, there's balloons all over my Twitter thread. Oh, boy. Over my Twitter account. That's pretty great. Oh, uh, yeah, the One Piece game I finished. Surprise, I made them for you. <laughs> Thank you for blowing up all those internet balloons for me. Um, what else did I finish? Just that, find the thread. I know, I'm trying to. I'm too drunk to remember what games are there's there's ape out there's one piece there was what was that game i talked about last month that i um, really liked christ uh hold on show this right i found it don't worry about it uh, you're drunk pikiniku i finished that one pikiniku yes of course. mages of mistralia i finished that one that's right astrobot rescue mission finished that of course P- psvr ape out 
Hell yeah. And One Piece. But also platinumed that. So, I don't know. That's the winner. <laughs> because of the platinum. That's so good. What a good game. Yeah. Like, it's not really... Gr- it's not a great game, but it's a really good game. Really just good game. Yeah. <laughs> it just hits the mark, guys. Um, cool. So, that's Valley. What are, you, got, you got anything else? I got, I, got, I got nothing else. But you got a few other games that you sent I got, me a while ago. Okay. I'll, I'll churn through these last couple quickly. Um, <clears throat> another, another classic on the Switch, Enter the Gungeon. I kind of actually, like... I dabbled in it a little bit when I bought it, but actually gave it a proper kind of run this yeah, time. Yeah, but I've only dabbled in it. It's so good, and I know it's so good, yeah, but it's, it's like... It, but it, it's it, difficult. It's a game where you have to die fucking 100 times to, to start getting the hang of it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I did. I died a lot. You you saw me playing Overwhelmed before we started recording this. If there's one thing I can do really well, it's die in games. Um, when but yeah, I sort of... Players huh? deserve to die. <laughs> That's a real throwback right there. It's real good, man. Earlier, I was thinking Fear Factory. Yeah. They're a band. Are you going metal now? <laughs> like, you platinum one no, game and you go metal? Pre new metal. What? System of a Down? Old new metal. Uh, they were post, like, Limp Biscuit and stuff, weren't they? No, what about Fear Factory? That's oh, like, that's Fear, free. Fear Factory have been around for ages. They're, like, they're almost like techno metal. Cool, man. Sweet. <laughs> um,. So yeah, been played around with Enter the Gungeon a little bit, like actually made it up to the second level and then died immediately. Um, it is a very unforgiving game, but it's very fun, very cute in its, its own super cute in its own weird way. Yeah, um, one of like the few um, like procedurally generated games that I really love. Yeah, that inf- I put it on Flinthook Par. Okay, and also what's the one uh, where you're the kid um, trying to escape his like mom? It's fucking weird, um, you know, and like like. You fight poo- like turds and shit. Ned's nightmare. No, um, what's it called? It's Isaac. Binding of oh, Isaac. Oh, Binding of Isaac. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Love um, those turds. Yeah, really been enjoying Into the Gungeon. Uh, I think there's an update coming. Um, there is free, yeah, yeah. free update on the way. So get in now, guys. Um, I've played a played a bit of Darkest Dungeon. Like I saw they announced two the other day, and it was another game. I bought it at the same time that I bought. Um, uh, Night in the Woods and just because I was like if 2's coming out I would, like a lot of people speak highly of Darkest Dungeon I want to I want to kind of get an idea of what this is like um, it's a very sort of like um, number heavy RPG style yeah, game yeah and you're going to die in this game a lot too but in this game it takes way longer to die yeah and you also go insane before you die essentially and like, even if you get good at it if you can't beat the game for ages and ages because uh, the final like the final I've not not that I've gotten up to this part but like the final level you have to grind for like 10 hours before yeah. you're able to get to it oh my god which is weird yeah it's like a dungeon in and of itself um yeah if you like maybe my life is a dungeon it probably is if you like hard rpg games you'll love darkest dungeons it's it's a fucking good game i've played the first few levels it's well it's well designed and it's a really like it's a cool idea to have psychological effects um from your dungeon adventuring like that's something that a lot of rpg games never deal with that like hey what you're doing is kind of it would fuck you up and so we fuck up your characters kind of thing um, but yeah, if you if you're into those uh, RPG games, highly recommend it. Then, um, if you love a fast paced platformer, maybe stay away. Um, and actually, I've got a couple of phone games that I've 
uh, played around with this month. Uh, one is Dandara, which... Oh, was, you've been playing that on your phone? Because yeah. I was like, when are you going to talk about Dandara? Because I've got that on Switch. Yeah. How the fuck is that as a, as a, as a phone game? It's great. Because, like, think about it. Swipe controls. Oh, like, if you're, just, if you're bouncing from wall to wall, swipe piss It's easy. tough as shit on Switch. Oh, it's tough as shit on phone. Like, I'm stuck in the dream section of the game, and there's, like... A boss, My mom keeps calling me. A boss battle where there's two bosses um, appear yeah. and I'm just like, I can't finish this. I can't do this. I did get through a bunch of bosses though, so I feel kind of proud about that. Well done, bro. Yeah. Um, fun game because uh, it is a Metroidvania essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the wrinkle is that your movement is you can only sort of bounce or like fling yourself from wall to wall and grip onto the walls. Um, very fun. Pick it up on iOS if you've got a phone. Developed by a long hat house and published by Raw Fury. Yeah, Raw Fury kind of they're low key. They do good stuff. They do tons like, of good they're stuff. They're like Reigns. I think Reigns is Raw Fury. Or that, yeah, and then um. No, no, no. They do um, Kingdom. Yeah, Kingdom sorry. is Raw Fury. Reigns is uh is Devolver. Yes, of course. Um, um, Raw Fury was a game that you talked about recently. Precision generated, um, tactical. Was that a Viking one? Viking tactical procedurally generated. Ah. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> I think this is the loosest episode we've done. I this love far. it. It's great. It's my favorite episode. Everyone doesn't agree. <laughs> Happy birthday, Levin. Bad North. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, the, the strategy. Yeah, in which you play a Viking and it's procedurally event generated. And it's t- strategies, tactics, right? I'm right. I'm clever. <laughs> I, I yes. get smarter with age. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Levin's, you are completely correct. Um, so yeah, Dandara, um, a tough but fair beat cop who's sick of the rules and is playing... Wait, no. Um, it's a good Metroidvania that you can pick up on your phone. Uh, and the other game is... Uh, it's called Icicle, I-C-Y-C-L-E, uh, as opposed to I-C-I-C-L-E. No one knows how to spell Icicle. Yeah, it's one of the greatest mysteries on earth. But um, That's it, what the game is. You have to try and yes, spell Icicle. Oop. Lost again. Did it again. Um, uh, it actually originated quite a while ago as a flash game online where you play this uh, naked guy who wakes up from a cryotube to a completely frozen earth and you have to ride a little tricycle and follow a trail of bubbles um, through these, this, this weird frozen environment, essentially, until you get to the end. Uh, and I'll spoil it. You find a Yeti who is blowing these bubbles. Um, I think it's a Yeti, at least, or a giant gorilla. Uh, but that game was taken by EA and Chilingo, and just they have, like, blown it up with a heap of levels um, and sort of changed, changed the story of it. So you're still this naked guy on a tricycle, but it starts with you, like, obviously you're lonely, so you're trying to kiss, a, uh, like, a, a, a snow woman. Obviously. Yeah. And her head falls off, and the game is kind of you chasing her head through all these crazy frozen environments. <laughs> Reminds me of that um, adult swim game for Aqua Teen Hunger Force ages ago, where you played Meatwad trying to rescue Carl's head. Okay. <laughs> you ever play that one's called Head Games? No. Sounds really good. Good game. Um, and yeah, these like the environments are really kind of cool and surreal and very dynamic, like. As you move through these environments, they'll change, and you need to sort of react to the changes. Um, and there's they've added like seven or eight bonus levels on top of that. Um, I I had it ages ago, um, downloaded it again recently, just just on a whim, and 
enjoyed it so much that I like I'm 98 99 point actually yeah I'm like 99.3% finished um there's there's like one level where one of the objectives is um only collect a small amount of collectibles in the level and the way the level is set up it just pushes you into all the collectibles as you oh, play right. yeah, sure. and I'm just like I don't know how to do this <laughs> I'm trying my hardest but yeah I, I love Icicle I think it's it's like four or five bucks or something highly worth the purchase if you got iOS really Go fun go and get it yeah um, cool that's that's that, it that's your March that's yeah that's my March and bit of April so uh, normally we talk about games we're looking forward to and I feel like a lot of them were covered in Nintendo's recent Nindies showcase yep uh, where they went through a lot of upcoming uh, Nintendo indie games. I think it's the best Nindies showcase they've ever done. Yeah, I, um, I certainly was excited about a lot of the I love that in there. funny host. <laughs> uh, but I, more importantly, love the fact that Cuphead is coming to Switch. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm more excited about the idea of other Xbox indies coming to Switch, mm-hmm. in particular. Um, Ori. Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the other Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Oh, I hope they come to Switch. That'll be so much, so good. Because I almost bought an Xbox just, just to play those sure. games. You um, got real close a couple of times. Yeah, like you, you almost, you went to a store to buy me an Xbox, yeah. but it was uh, $100 too much. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm also very excited about the possibility of various indie developers working with Nintendo properties because that is exactly what the guys who made Crypt of the Necrodancer are doing next. Yes. They, um... They are making a... uh, It's like a Zelda add-on Yeah, it's called... You know, it's a brand new game called Cadence of Hyrule. Oh. Um, It's a rhythmic um, dungeon dungeon crawler game um, in which uh, you can can play as Link or Princess Zelda. Very um, cool. Exploring randomly generated overworld and dungeons on a quest to save Hyrule. And there's uh, 25 remixed Legends of Zelda tunes. If you looked at the uh, the visuals, they uh, look like 8-bit and cool... Sorry, 16-bit and luscious and cool and like... It's just like, I don't know, it got me really excited for, you know, because Nintendo, are like, of all of the... Most protective. Yeah, just so protective of their IPs. And, and, and this is just such a great move and such a great great a great step in the right direction. Yeah. What the fuck I'm talking about, whatever. Sure. Um, and uh, I ask you, John, are there any Nintendo properties that you would love to see an indie developer work on? Uh... The big one for me is, like, we talk about a Metroidvania game every single month. Yeah. I would love to see a Metroid game by an indie developer who grew up with Super Metroid. and Because sure. Nintendo aren't going to make the Super Metroid, you know, spiritual sequel that I want so bad. Yeah, that's so true. So why not get someone else to do it? I mean, this is a, like, it's a weird scenario because I don't have that deep connection to Nintendo from my past to be like, oh God, I'd really love to see this kind of thing. You're like, oh man, how good would it be if uh, the guys who made... Yeah, uh, like, uh, put, put, the, put the three people from Day of the Tentacle in Smash. <laughs> I want Bernard Hoagie and L- Lorraine, Lorraine. Get the Stardew Valley guys to remake Wii Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Just something dumbass like that. That would be my answer. Um, what else? Do you have a list of what was in that in Indies? Because mm-hmm. I remember they said Overland and I was really excited because I'm super looking forward to Overland. What else is there? Um, we have uh, the new Double Fine Productions game um, with oh, Rad. What was? Oh, yeah, that looks dope. The it's 3D the, action roguelike. Yeah, the post-apocalyptic one, yeah, one exactly, where you yeah. mutate. Looks yep. really cool. Um, what was there? There was My a... Friend Pedro? Was it in there? I can't remember. Katana Zero is the new Devolver game. That looks sick. That's really fun. That looks really good. I think that's out. Neo-noir action platformer. 
uh, Nuclear Throne, which is a new one by Vlambeer, which oh, is a developer that, no, who nuclear, we love. That, nuclear Throne's been around for an a old one. You're right. Yeah, there, long, there, long. There, so yeah, there was a bunch of Vlambeer announcements. Yeah, Vlambeer are a develop energy developer that we really really love. The new one is that like almost micro arcade. One? Which is yeah, really. We, we, so we're getting Nuclear Throne and Super Crate Box. Super Crate Box is uh, oh yeah, an iOS game that I fucking love so yep. much, and I think it will play, it will go so much good better on uh, very on, competitive on, Switch. on the Switch. But uh, yeah, the coolest thing is Vlambeer, who are an awesome developer, are doing an arcade where you pay like a fee to un- get this arcade that every month you get a bunch of new small games. Yeah, and uh, I think we both have to just sign up for that straight away. Sure. The first game you get is called Ultra Bugs. Yeah. Yep, you're right. My friend Pedro was in there. Yep, really looking forward to that. That's going to go really well on the Switch after um, the brutal experience that was playing it on mouse and keyboard. Yes, definitely. Uh, there's a sequel to Blaster Master Zero, which is an Indie Creates game, which was actually a sequel to um, a NES game. Okay. Uh, that was a, a, a Switch launch game. Um, I really loved it. I never finished it, and I, I especially loved the soundtrack to that. And that was a Shadow Drop too. I should have got it straight then and there, but I was like, I haven't finished the first one yet. Sure. It uh, looks like more of the same good fun. Um, it's like you, it's a platformer where you play as a car. Yeah, that's right. But then you park in front of caves, you jump out of the car, and then you do like kind of like almost um, isometric um, platforming levels. Okay. Um, it's really cool. It's a really, really clever, um, like an, an enjoyable bunch of shit sure. in a game. Uh, so whiskey's really killing me here. <laughs> Overland is in there. Yep, Blood Roots, where you, it's like an ultra-violent game. Like, we, did you see that? Remember that one? Blood Roots. Uh, you play like this big dude, and you just kind of like grab a bunch of shit in the environment and kill people with it. Okay, looks fun. Yeah, I think we'll like that one. Sweet. And go out on a. Uh, there's another like fucking cab. I don't know what it is with like story-based games where you play a cab driver. Yeah, like uh, cab drivers. There were, there were two of them at E3. Cab drivers are objectively not enjoyable people to talk to. No, not at all. Like, even, like, the cool cab drivers who now drive Ubers. Yeah. Like, I also don't want to talk to them either. Yeah. So, I don't want to play a game where I play as one of them. Yeah, exactly. I guess so I could not develop... Not talk to no, anyone. I could develop emotions that make me uh, relate to them and then not talk shit about them on a podcast. Yeah, That's true. the aim of this game, I think. True. Swim Sanity. <laughs> That's a game. Do you remember that one? <laughs> no, I think... Didn't you just make that word up? No, no, it's real. It's a decoy games game. It's a multiplayer underwater shooter with action-packed co-op and versus game modes. It actually looks like shit. Right. So, I'm not going to play that one. No. Um, that literally... Like, your description of that game just sounded like Word Salad, quite <laughs> frankly. That would be a good game. Yeah. When's Word Salad coming to Switch? <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get to the, the, the segment of this episode that I've been most looking forward to, and that is, what is John giving me for my birthday? Yeah. So, I think, how long has this been going on for? Like four years? This is the fourth year? Yeah, you started it for my birthday one year. You gave me a Steam game. Yeah. Um, and then I returned the favor because your game is, your birthday is like a month after mine. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, even the most forgetful fuckhead like myself will remember your birthday. Yes. In May. Get in, you a game straight away. Indeed. Uh, so, yeah. For Let's four- try and remember all the games that we gave each other. Um, I've given you Paradigm, Cluster Truck. So Cluster Truck was on Switch last year. Yeah, Switch last year was Cluster Truck, Paradigm. Fuck, what else did I get you I on Steam? You already said Paradigm. At this point, you're the worse of friend. Yeah. For not remembering. <laughs> also, I don't remember any of the games <laughs> I gave you. I gave you Steamwell Dig. Steamwell two. Dig. Flinthook. I gave you Flinthook? I think you gave me Flinthook Fuck on, me, that's good. That's PC. a good two straight away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. damn. Sober Levens is great at this. Um, and something else. Look, two out of two out of three games... 
That's great. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I've, I was looking through the eShop earlier on and like complaining to Levens that the eShop is sort of very uninspiring at the moment, partially because of all that fucking mobile shovelware they're putting on there. <laughs> um, and partially, I think there's just... There's a lull for really, truly excellent games at the moment. I'm sure there's stuff on here that's good, but, you know, you, you, your guy only turns... 34 once hopefully in their life um that'd be weird if i turned 34 twice that would be I'd, impressive i'd, as I'd well. want to know how to be perfectly honest um so i've been browsing through and definitely saw a couple of games that i want to play but not stuff that i'm like i want my i want my guy to play this or my dog to go <laughs> in on this i'm genuinely tempted at this point in time to just get unite in the woods because i'm really enjoying it have I got some options? There were some options three hours ago when I was looking before, but they're sort of they've evaporated from my memory currently. Um, I mean, there's like Nuclear Throne. There's that. Give that a try. I've got oh, that. Is it the the, the, the Flambier one? one? Yeah, oh. yeah. Nuclear Throne's out. Um, Turok uh, is not an option. I'm not getting because, to, I want to play because Turok. fuck Turok. Um, what else do we have? I mean, there's like N++ from your wish list because N++, I think, is a game you'd really like, like frantic level-based platformer sort of thing. Sure. Um, I probably also have way too many of those games anyway, so it's fine. Well, you know, why why mess with a solid thing? That's true. Uh, what else did we have on here? I mean, you've got Ape Out, so that's not an option anymore. Just buy me Ape Out again. Yeah, sweet. Um Ape Out 2? No, two Ape Outs. Uh, what else do we have? I mean, Trials Rising, which I have been playing. It's not necessarily a small game. And well, it kind of it has its roots as it a has small a, game. Yeah, it has it was, its it was a Flash. It was a browser game. Yeah, it was Flash a long, a long, 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 long time ago before um, Ubisoft got its got its uh, Ubi claws in it. Um, my God, there's just so much crap. <laughs> this is... I'll take Night in the Woods if you like. This is, this will be our first three-hour podcast because it's just me going through the eShop going, God, <laughs> this stuff sucks so much. Um, Did you give me Super Hot? Was that one of the... Yes. That's yes. how we started this. Yes, I gave you no, Super you win. Hot. That's a great game. Yeah. Fuck uh, yeah, Super Hot. I need to buy um, uh, PlayStation Move controllers again after selling them on eBay. Oh, my God, yeah. In the for... PlayStation Move years. But now... I want to play the, the, uh, the Super Hot VR. Oh, it's so good. So you played it in VR? I played a little bit on VR and then I punched a bookshelf and had to stop. <laughs> um, you need a wide open space to play. To play. Um, Where were you? Super Hot. Oh, I was just in a little room in my like the office of the company I used to work for. That's so good. Um, Which book did you punch? Uh, actually, the bookshelf was filled with like gaming gaming stuff because it was a backdrop for when we used to stream for right X, for xbox <laughs> um those days are gone thankfully r.i.p all right well yeah r f a m rest far away from me um you know what you sound drunker than me now i know but it's just i'm tired um <laughs> hey shut up right uh, in Right in. Let us know. I don't. I don't need a birthday present right away. Which, That's true. Which indie game does, should John give me for my birthday? Yeah, and you have to understand that Levens has most of the good ones. 
which makes it really hard. What was the one? Attack Cactus Battle? Oh, yeah. Attack uh, Android Cactus. Um, that sounds stupid. Let's look at that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Developed in Brisbane, all right? Show some pride. Show some respect. Um, I think it's like Assault, Assault Android Cactus. I'll take it. I mean, it's a twin stick shooter. You do have form in that, like that genre. That field, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, I'm searching. I'm searching. I mean, we don't need to buy it right now, but we can we can just say that we're, we're going to consider it. Cool for my birthday, which is right now, <laughs> and also my birthday for everyone who's listening. Your birthday present to me is forgiving me for the last ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> I don't need to see the trailer. Mate, I, you're watching the trailer. Okay, right I'm now. watching the, And I okay. need you to describe okay, it. Okay, I'm going to describe the trailer happening. to everybody. Okay, it's an awful looking 3D. <laughs> this is not yeah, the, the game I thought it was going to be. Cut scenes, I think, look fucking horrible. I don't want this now. Right, okay. <laughs> you can get, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep talking about it. So it's. Okay, now it looks cool as fuck. Keep your battery charged, the trailer tells me. As, yep, you're just shooting. Oh, look at all these things you can shoot people with. There's like four different things shooting people. Fight alone or as a team. Oh, you can play as someone called Cactus or Peanut or Starch. And he... Oh, man, this looks like a lot of fun with four people. And just like endless amounts of bugs coming out to shoot you. But you shoot them first. And that's how you play the game of life. Well, that's a lot of things you've got to shoot. Face the section lords. Oh, it's a section lord One called of section, Embryo. Embryo. Vespala. Justice. Mm. Oh, this looks fun. Oh, this looks really fucking fun. <laughs> Isn't it great hearing him change his mind in real time, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> like, I won't lie. The the cutscenes do look absolutely horrible. Yeah, but then it becomes like this bullet hell nightmare. That looks yeah. great. Why cool. is it called Assault Android Cactus? I don't know. Cause, that is cause up the, there with the worst names for a game. Because the developers are from Queensland, and we know what people from Queensland are like. Like, the only thing of those three things in the title that you'll find in Brisbane is Assault. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I think we need to wrap the podcast up at this point in time. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening. I don't think we're getting better than that. <laughs> you can find us uh, right here. I think we said all the social media stuff I'm gonna, earlier. I'll say once more. All the small games at gmail.com. If you want to email us, if you want to tweet at us, it's at all the small game, no S. If you want to Facebook us, it's facebook.com slash all the small games. Um, yeah, if you want to. If you want to tweet or Instagram at Levens, tell us what it is. It's at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. And, and I, John is at 16 Tacos. That's 1-6-T-A-C-O-S. And uh, if you're listening right now, if you want to go to at Levdog's feed, go back a couple of days and uh, I put up a photo of John. John was upset that it did not get the... Oh, uh, Instagram. Not Instagram, what did I yeah. say? Whatever. Go yeah. on my Instagram. John, John was, instead of being stoked that I showed a little bit of bro love and put a photo of him up there. He was like, it didn't get, it's like the lowest engagement that you've ever gotten on your feed. I stunk up your feed, dude. And I'm no, so happy. No, I wanted it. But uh, if you want to unstink it, go, let's, let's, let's get this, uh, this picture of John. Let's get it to at least 169 likes. <laughs> The magic number. I'm just going to walk through the street and be like, hey, can you like my photo? (laughs) 
Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, um, guys. What's coming out in the next month? Oh, I have no idea. I want to play um, um, this weird fucking samurai game. You're going to be playing Assault Android Cactus. Yep. Actually, I really want it. That looks good. Yeah. As, that was good as yeah. hell. Um, the the Katana Zero one. Katana is that when is I, that out? I have no idea when it's out. I feel like it's soon. Cook Surf Delicious Two. Oh my god, that sucked so hard on PC. I'm not going to touch it on Switch. Wait, you actually played that? Yeah. Cook Surf Delicious One is awesome. Is it okay? Yeah. I was I just saw it on, on the coming soon thing and was like, what idiot would buy any of this? Yeah. Me. Uh, I don't know. There's some games coming out. Everyone, Cuphead comes out. Look, we'll, we'll on the 18th of April in uh, on on, yeah, on the same day as Katana Zero, right? On Switch, that's cool. Definitely Katana Zero. Definitely. What, what are your thoughts on Cuphead? Um, I mean, I played it on Xbox. It's really fucking hard. Like, it might go a bit better on Switch, but um like, i just i feel like it's one of those i've got this on xbox i don't want to double of course no, i get yeah. that yeah, yeah steam world quest hand of gilgamesh comes out on Ooh. the uh 25th of april hell yeah okay if you need something to watch uh immediately after so play immediately after watching um the avengers endgame movie or during yeah people would love that if you did that yeah. i reckon um ugly dolls an imperfect adventure <laughs> comes out very soon the 26th of april thank you goodness do you remember ugly dolls i remember they're ra- back raggy in, dolls in video game form <laughs> cool uh thank you so much for listening we'll see you next month bye see you later <laughs> you son of a bitch powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>